Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Not Your African Cliché. Before we get into today's episode though, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher where we are Not Your African Cliché as well as SoundCloud where we are NYAC Podcast. Don't forget to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, we are Not Your African Cliché, Twitter, at NYAC Podcast and Instagram, NYAC underscore podcast. You can also email us at notyourafricancliche at gmail.com. Now, enjoy the rest of the episode. Hi, this is Demalme, and you're listening to Not Your African Cliche. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of Not Your African Cliché. My name is Onyeka, aka Yeka O, and on today's episode, we're going to be melding the audio world with the video world. But before I get ahead of myself, I'm going to let my amazing co-hosts tell you who they are. Hey everyone, this is Amayo. Hi everyone, this is Ife. Hey everyone, this is Ifeyua. Awesome. So on today's episode, we have an amazing guest who um, is going to tell you who she is in a few seconds. My name is Dima, Dimaomi, and I'm a content creator and a blogger. I own the YouTube channel, Dimaomi, from a view that you will check. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much for being with us on today's episode. We're super excited to um, have you on. So, first of all, congratulations on your Essence feature. You're like... Our second wow. Essence featured Aww. guest. So whoop, whoop. thank you, um, thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we we are proud. We are very proud. Um, okay, so just delving right in. So you're a content creator, a YouTuber, a blogger. Um, how did you decide that this was the career path you were going to take? Was it like an instant decision, or like did you slowly fall into it? Um, I did fall into it really slowly because at first I just started this because I was just passionate about it. I'd watch YouTube videos and I, you know, I've been I've been watching them for a very long time and I just wanted to, you know, start, I started out with my blog actually, started writing posts and then people started asking for actual tutorials that it wasn't enough to just post pictures of the, you know, final looks that they wanted to see videos as well. And then I started. I was doing this alongside school, alongside. I started my I started my blog alongside school. And then I went into video making when I was doing my youth service. So I was doing that alongside youth service. But then um, um, I was doing it and then I really, really loved the people were responding positively. A lot of like websites and content creators I knew here in Nigeria, they were really excited around the time that I started that someone was actually doing this in Nigeria. And that really helped me with just getting me out there. However, it wasn't until late because this was, I did my youth service in, 2000 and I finished 2013 so it wasn't until late 2013 when I got my first email from Google Google Nigeria and then they invited me to the office and they were like oh you're in Nigeria and all of that because I had a video that was trending then and you know I got I got into the office and I sat down with them and they really I wasn't even monetizing my channel 
<laughs> when I had that first mm. meeting. So they kind of, oh, wow. you know, talked mm. to me, broke it down, told me that I had to monetize. I, I could make this amount of money. I could, you know, I could make so much money if I took this seriously. And they started, you know, explaining things to me. I started working closely with them. And then I started getting brands offering to pay me to do these things. And I was like, eh? So it's really that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. So this is, it's that serious. And this is something that I genuinely love. No one was forcing me to do it. It, it will like it's not something that like for example like, I know I did banking and finance something that like going into a bank now to work I would consider that a nightmare and oh. yeah I really loved what I was doing I was like okay I could love this as much as I I do right now and I can actually make money off of it so I started looking at it and then mm. you know Google started talking to me I started getting all these brands offering to give me money and I was planning to go do my masters at the time and I was planning at the time to do something because it was like a no-brainer it was, it was what parents expected you to do go get a master's mm. in something related to your BSc but then when all of this started happening I was like wait one I didn't even like I, I I did my BSc because it sounded nice. Like the course I did was a nice course, but yeah, honestly, it's so it's so funny how we make all these uninformed decisions. I honestly did banking and finance <laughs> because yeah, I like the way that bankers looked going to work. Their suits and their appointments. I'm telling you that that was That's the surreal. most uninformed decisions. And like looking at my work result now, I, we did like nine subjects work, and I got like seven A's. And then I had like, yeah, I got seven A's, like uh, I got seven A's, I think one C and then one F9. And I got the F9 in accounting. And I insisted <laughs> that I was going, wow. yeah, just to show wow, you your faith is just wow. something else, man. These like. decisions, yeah, I got F9, but I still wanted to do something related. I wanted to do banking and finance. I'm like, even when I went on to do the course, I still struggled with accounting. It, was, it just wasn't my thing. But then I was caught up in this whole idea of I had to, I had to be like these other people. So mm. when I realized that this was actually something I, I could actually make a career out of, I started rethinking the whole master's thing. I was supposed to go do my master's immediately after youth service. But then I ended up taking a year just to think about what I wanted to do. You know, mm -hmm. and I focused on my YouTube channel that year. Grew like that was when I knew that I hit around. I I got around fifty thousand subscribers around oh, wow. because I focused. Yeah, I focused on my channel at the time. My dad, he wasn't mm -hmm. happy at first when I said I wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> hey, typical Igbo man. He was not happy. Oh. <laughs> he, he was not happy when I said I was going to go do um, something um, something like outside of like my first degree, but. I decided to go with entrepreneurship and innovation. I didn't want to go do something in a social media company. I didn't want to scare him. So I chose I, I chose entrepreneurship and innovation because at the end of the day, he's the one baby. So you have to, you know. So I chose entrepreneurship and innovation because the course allowed me to explore everything that I wanted to do. So it's this course that helps you you know just helps you work on a business idea and they don't really care what the business it could and they found mine really interesting because it was hinged on social media mm -hmm. so the course allowed me to do my research in that area write an entire dissertation create a business model out of it a feasible one and i was like yeah this is why i'm doing so i moved back to nigeria and i moved to lagos and start just focused on this fully so yeah, mm. yeah. wow nice. wow Bl many blessings to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was 
tells you we've had some stories. I know. I feel like we've all had our, you know, Nigerian parents. Oh my god! I know. Of, like <laughs> trying to get them to understand things, it can be really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 For sure. So you were talking about growing your channel, and you know, very often you kind of hear YouTubers talking about, you know. I'm going to grow my channel. Like, what does that actually involve? Hmm. To me, like, for the main thing, because I actually have a lot of people ask me this question, like, on a daily basis, on social media, especially people who are looking to get into YouTube full-time. And the thing, you know, honestly, is I'll just say growing your channel is all about content, Focus on the quality and mm-hmm. the, then consistency matters a lot. Because the thing about YouTube, in all honesty, is that if you stop today, some people literally forget you. In a, like, mm. even if like they are hardcore fans, they love you, they never miss a video, go without like go three months without posting, and some of them will literally forget that you exist. Because there's so many people, like there are so many people on YouTube putting out content on mm. a daily basis. So to me, growing your channel is just being consistent, putting out quality videos and um, trying to promote it as well on other forms of social media um, and trying to get people to, like people who will um, help you. For example, what, one thing I know that I did to grow my channel was when I started initially, I would always like cross post on other social media platforms. Like I would post my looks on Instagram. I'll tag all these brands that have like millions of followers, like Anastasia Beverly Hills, LA Girl, depending on whatever brand you use. You tag them, they, mm. they repost you and they expose you to this big audience. They click on your bio, it takes them to your channel and then they subscribe. It, it's, it's things like this that you do to grow your channel, in my opinion. So, I mean, for those of you out there who are listening and trying to, you know, start your YouTube channel and grow your channel, clearly this is like a lot of work. This is not games. <laughs> this is yeah, not being mm-hmm. a walk in the how, park. <laughs> how do you feel sometimes or do you ever get when people be are like, wait, you're a YouTuber. Like, what? what is that? When people actually don't take what well, you're doing seriously. Yeah, that is like, like, I even feel like for those of you in the States and in the UK, Although I remember when I was in the UK as well, when I was doing my master's, some people just generally didn't get it. They didn't, they didn't get it. I now get into discussions with proper white people and some of them really don't even believe that people are making money off of social media. And it's, 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 so if it's like that with some people, they imagine what it's like. Some people just legit don't believe. Number one, they don't believe that social media is work. Some people just mm. believe that you put your phone on a plate and get to it and then <laughs> oh my you just repost it. They don't they don't understand that there's a lot of like a lot that goes into filming, a lot that goes into editing. Like filming on a normal day, even the smallest, most straightforward like videos, it takes me between three to five hours. Then the vlogs kind of go like mm. I and mean, you know, it's you documenting an entire period of time. But for tutorials and like videos where I sit down to talk, those ones are about two to five hours, sometimes six, depending on what you're filming. And editing, I said this in the recent video, editing my shortest speed right now is seven hours. Oh, wow. Seven hours for a YouTube wow. video. And you can go from seven hours mm. to two days, depending on what you're editing. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get people to understand that this is the amount of work you put into it. But the truth is that some people are beginning actually right now to understand because I've, I've had the opportunity to work with brands and people who represent brands in the past couple of months that actually get it you know they know it's not mm. um, 
it's not easy. But yeah, a lot of people think that it's just you messing around. It's not serious. And this goes back to Dima's point about quality, right? Because you can spend maybe 30 minutes, but you won't get the same quality. So, you know, that also goes into putting in time to produce quality yeah, because it's filming, but it's also, you know, doing the work to edit the video. But then I, I also think that aside from that, because I also see a lot of people doing this, especially here in Nigeria now, is that in as much as it's consistency and you putting out videos on a regular, like, you know, you have a regular schedule put up, I don't know, two times, three times a week. One thing that I do, even at the point where I'm at now, you know, still growing, but at least I know that when in Nigeria here, they tend to consider me one of the bigger, bigger YouTubers. One thing I still do is like I step back and then I look at what I have done. So if I look at my analytics closely, um, I, rem- yeah. I remember when I came back early this year, my videos weren't doing well. I think I was even averaging like seven, seven, ten thousand views at the time. And I was really so frustrated because you put so much time and so much energy and all this work and, you know, mm. this is what your videos like. This, this, These are the views that you're getting. And you have to, aside from the equipment that you use, you have to pay close attention. You have to have people who inspire you on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. as I am right now, I have channels that I look up to. You have to look at what they are doing. You have to pay close um close attention to your analytics let's say if you're someone who every time you post a video at least you get at least 100 100 views with each video you shouldn't let it be like that like in a day for a long period of time like if you get 100 in this you should be looking your next video you want to at least get 200 views within this video in a certain amount of time and then begin to look at things Mm. that that will make that happen look at your call to actions your titles your thumbnails Uh, yeah things that get people interested i i I tell people all the time look at your youtube feed what you've created so far look at it as a viewer like you know those videos those big youtubers you like to watch (laughs) just put your video yeah yeah put your video like in a feed like imagine it in a feed where let's say you have patricia bright and you have jackie aina right on top on top of you and below you you have to ask yourself what is it about my video that will make someone who has just gone straight out of watching Jackie Aina and Patricia Bright what will even prompt them to click on mine at all yeah yeah mm. yeah think mm. about yeah. are you writing a book or not like <laughs> yeah she's just giving gems out here yeah. i have a question actually um, earlier, this is Ifeanwa, you mentioned, you know, putting in the work to grow your audience. And one question I had, or I still have, is about your audience. So in growing your audience, what's the, I guess, demographics? What does that look like? Who, you know, who is the majority in your audience? Who are you attracting? Um, who are you not attracting? Um, because I actually heard about you. For the first time, I think I was watching Jackie Ina's Snapchat and she she mentioned, I believe she mentioned your name. And then I went up, I was like, ooh, who's this person that she's talking about? So that did make me think about not like in growing your audience and, you know, tagging big brands and they repost you. And that obviously exposes you to a larger audience. Like what does the audience mm-hmm. look like now? Um okay initially when i started and just to add a little bit to what you said as well like the bit the the bit you said about jackie and you you know discovering my channel through jackie one thing again that is really important is relationships with the kind of work that we do you have to hold on to the relationship because mm-hmm. I, I remember the first time i met jackie was in 2013 14 and jackie's genuinely nice and try you know mm. just 
make try and make friends with other YouTubers. Try and form like in, not, nobody's asking you to force anything or like. But then if there's an opportunity for you to actually get to know someone, like I have a lot of them that I'm talking to right now. And I'm not gonna lie, when I decided to take this seriously. Because I was doing it here in Nigeria, there were not a lot of people advice. Like I couldn't even ask a lot of them questions. When it came to monetization mm. and how to price, when it came to brand sponsorships, it was these American YouTube friends that I had made. They were the ones that guided me and advised me on what to do. Um, but then on the question about my, because yeah, they they are in a, in a community where it's it's more of a business than anything else, you know, honestly. In as much as it is their own work and their blood and sweat, they are very familiar mm. with the business aspect of it. And you should also be really interested in that you're trying to make a career out of this. So they gave me really, really important yeah. like advice and this very good suggestions when I decided to take this seriously. But then you asked about my audience. So when I started initially, my audience, um, oh, okay, when I was in my master's, this one actually, the good thing about YouTube analytics is that it actually breaks things down to you. It tells you that mm -hmm. like the, it, it, it gives you like pie charts and graphs depending on what you want. So this, the, your audience, male or female, what percentage is male, <clears throat> what percentage is female. It, tell, it, mm. it tells you their location. Um, it gives you their location. It also gives you their age. Um, mm. Yeah, the age of people like that are watching you. And um, my audience when I started initially, mostly UK and America. In the beginning, it was mostly America and the US. America mainly, um, about 60 to 70% of my views were coming from the US. And then about 30% was coming from the UK. And Nigeria always made up about 5 to 10% of the views that I was getting. Mm -hmm. um, and then the age, the thing about the age part of it is that, aside from what YouTube analytics tells you, I remember when I was doing research for my master's, the truth is that when it comes to people who own personal channels, yeah, your audience is always very mm -hmm. close to your age. Like, you can't really get away from this. Most of the time, your audience is always really, really close to your age. So, um, mm. for me, for the past three to four years now, it's it's been um, people around 25 to twenty-five to 30. They make up the... They are, they, they, they are the highest, um, highest when it comes to the people who watch my videos. Followed by the 18 to 25s, I think. And then... Mm. Yeah, and then I think the 35 to 45s are third. Yeah. But then when it, with my audience now and with all, like, thank God for everything he has done for me this year and with some of the exposure that I have gotten, um, America is about 26%. Um, Nigeria, Nigeria is about 23%. Um, yeah, Nigeria is about twenty, and that is really exciting for me. The UK makes about makes up about ten to fifteen percent, and then South Africa and Ghana and Kenya. I'm really, really, very, really, really interested in growing my African audience. Though I really, mm. I am really, really particular about growing my African audience. So whenever I go to my analytics and I see that, for example, South Africa started with one percent, you know, they are five, ten percent now, and hopefully they keep growing. You know, so um, yeah, I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, to tie back into this African identity, like, why was it important for you? Because initially, when I first found out about you, it was through I think it was one of the Bella Ninja um, blogs where you were still that Igbo chick, and then you transitioned to Dim Malnet. Like, why was it important for you? Um, 
to represent, you know, where you were from. And I watched a video where you had talked about just reading half of a year. Yeah. Song, so <laughs> you can just tell that story. Yeah. Um, when I started my blog, like literally I had just finished reading half of the yellow song two weeks, two weeks before I decided to just go on ahead and start the blog. And I was feeling really evil at the time, you know, like there's something mm. about the way that Chimamanda <laughs> writes and the way she tells stories and mm. then the sense of pride that comes with it. And I just, I was feeling really evil at the time. And, I just named my blog that and I ran with it. And I know that I would come across people who would ask me, oh, well, I remember like when I when I was in my service in Lagos and I'd go to a couple of meetings then and then they'd be like, oh, I love everything you're doing. But then why that, why that chip though? Why would you, why would you go for like a name like that? And I remember that I will go into this big argument and like there's nothing wrong with it. I know bloggers call that London chick, that Texas chick, it's not that serious. <laughs> but, um, but, um, the, the, and I really held on to it. And even not for the fact that I, I, you know, went to school, came back and decided to take this more, like, look at it more um, as, look at it more as, like, a career and as an actual, as an actual business, I probably would be that evil chick then. I still have it on some of my social media. But the reason why I changed to Dimma Ume was because I really, I just sat and I thought, I looked at some of my favorite YouTubers. I know that Jackie Aina started as Leo Pumpkin Pie over it. Patricia Bright was, um, she was Britpop Princess. Britpop Brit yeah, Brit Princess. <laughs> um, Sherry Bianyang mm. was uh, Meek and Mild. They all, Meek yeah. and Mild, yeah. So they all started with these cute names. We were all very young and we were looking for really fun, you know, names that we just thought. No, they were key, but then the more we grow, the more we evolve. We begin to, because what I was thinking of, like, if tomorrow now, you know, you never know what can happen tomorrow. A big brand might approach me for collaboration. Do I want what whatever goes on the product to be, let's say, um, Mac X, Dimmaume or Mac X, that emoji? What do I want? Uh, you know, I want mm. I wanted people to really associate my name with my content because mm -hmm. I I've, I've had people who send me emails and they they only they don't even know my name. They'll be like, "Dear that emoji." Irrespective of the fact <laughs> that you know I give people my name mm -hmm. and all of that. Oh, yeah. That's real. All right. So, Dimma is a beauty blogger, vlogger, all of the above. Um, and so I just wanted to know from everyone, like, what is your perception of beauty? Or what do you think, based off of your context, you know, whether it's being Nigerian women or Nigerian women now in the diaspora, like, what what does beauty mean to you? Okay, to me, I the answer I always gives this question. In all honesty, is just it's to, to a very large extent. I always like to use words like comfort and being yourself. I try as much as possible not to force anything. And to me, like I think that I'm at that point in my life where beauty is honestly something that. It comes from within. I know that it's something that is so cliche. Like, you know, you hear people say beauty comes from within and then like you have a makeup channel. But in all honesty, people, <laughs> people, people who know me personally know that I, I barely ever wear makeup. Like, it's always when I do the tutorials because this is something that I am just really passionate about, like creating the fire. Like, I like how, like, you know, I like this whole idea of starting something, creating it from scratch and then you even getting surprised at the end of the day sometimes with what you ended up with. But um, don't force, like to me, I don't force anything. I think that there should be an ease that comes with it. And to me, the conf confident people are honestly the most beautiful people you ever come, come, come across. It's not about putting makeup on your face. 
you know it's not about putting makeup on your face and even when you decide to do that try I, that is why like with the my technique is mostly always like minimalist if that makes any sense right. i try not to do too much at once i know that the, I'm, i'll probably use every other product that you see every other blogger using however i just try to whatever you do just i want whenever you see me in person or whenever someone sees you in person let's not be like trying too hard my whole thing with beauty, my interest with the whole thing, it started out with having very bad skin. As a teenager, I used to break out a lot. I remember towards like the, just a year before I actually started my channel, I had the worst case of acne vulgaris you would ever come across. I was always wearing makeup. I couldn't leave the house without makeup. It was all like this thing in my head. And to me, the reason why I, I you know, Got, got interested in makeup in the first place was because I thought that covering it up was going to help me, you know, covering up the acne, oh, covering yeah. my face up. It took me a while to realize that it wasn't about covering it up. Take care of your skin and know that you going out with your bare face is not, there's nothing wrong with it. So, I don't know. Just, it's comfort, whatever you're comfortable with. And the truth is that here in Nigeria, yeah, there is mm -hmm. an unspoken expectation from people that women put women put effort into their appearance, especially if mm -hmm. it is someone who, you know, you, you, you're in any kind of position of authority, or even if you want to be taken seriously, even mm. by your own fellow women. I'm serious. By like, I've had people talk to me as if I was a child when I go into meet, meeting. I'm serious. When mm. I go into meetings, mm. bare faced or wearing a face cap or like I just couldn't be bothered because I didn't want to apply makeup that day. And then you see someone sitting on the same level with you, but then somehow the person is looking down their nose at you at the same time. Mm. There's many possibilities. Yeah, you're a small girl. Like you know, she doesn't even have her eyebrows. We like to. There is this, there is this unspoken expectation, mm. and then the person who is looking at you like that, they don't know that if you pull out your own eyebrow now, that the one that they have on is nothing compared to what you can do. My <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, you better, you better come through. Yeah, yes. but the thing, but then there is this unspoken expectation, not just from men, actually even in women in positions, in position of um, positions of power, people who work in like offices, there is an expectation that you at least put a little effort into your appearance, makeup-wise, mm. and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Ladies, do you concur? Have you been victims of uh, such? <laughs> yeah, so this is Ife. Um, what I'd say, I'll, I'll say that standards of beauty in Nigeria, mm -hmm. I think it's influenced, so there's the colorism aspect where, yeah. you know, everybody likes Oyimbo, everybody likes, you know, like fair skin is kind yeah. of coveted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there isn't really a celebration of darker skin until maybe recently. Recently, there has been. Is it, is it even? Okay. Recently. <laughs> I think in the past couple, uh, the past couple of years, some of the big beauty pageants, they've made it, because before, it was only light-skinned girls that won those things. Mm. Even on recent, mm -hmm. they've put, like, they put effort into letting darker-skinned girls win. You know, I, I've seen yeah. that in the past couple, past two MBGMs. And people were really happy. You could, even if, like, it was something that, you know, if that wasn't the reason why the girls won. But then, that was what people were talking about on social media. At least they let a dark girl win this time around yeah wow yeah. yeah so so for sure like we in nigeria we're not we can't escape the we can't escape eurocentric standards of beauty where mm -hmm. lighter is you know 
deemed better like all of the songs they sing oh but like my yellow papa mm-hmm. you know like all of the love songs they when they talk about the girl's skin tone or you know re- reference somebody's skin it's always about mm-hmm. lightness mm-hmm. um so i'd say that and also nigeria is one of the bleaching capitals of the mm. world in terms of yes. bleaching products and people women trying to look like that so we have that i'm on bobo risky and friends baddest yeah so talking about that and i think um yeah 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 for sure and I, but but i think the trend is the tide is turning with how globalized the world is becoming yeah. now where you know like now that um darker skin actresses out of hollywood are being celebrated more like lupita Davis. Davis. yeah and i think that is mm-hmm. yeah i think that's contributing to like the global mm-hmm. upliftment of darker skinned women across the world including nigeria um we can talk about like cultural like our individual cultural beauty like practices mm-hmm. like tribal marks and you know yeah. hairstyle and you know um kiko when you thread your hair and you know like there's so much to talk about mm-hmm. like beauty yeah. from mm-hmm. a nigerian perspective so most of the problems yeah i feel like the way the reason why girls tend to do the things that they do it's mostly for men you know yeah it is mostly for men it is mostly for men because there is this assumption that just men generally nigerian men generally prefer light-skinned women but it's social conditioning of course like they've been socialized to prefer that so they can also be re-socialized to, to you like know, dark skin women to yeah. appreciate I, dark, dark I, skin women just, when, you, when you start re-socializing Nigerian men please tell me because I want to join the campaign <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you say this because today I, I don't know I was looking up like old videos Dimma, that you had yeah. of you and Bella Ninja and I was just going through some comments yeah and there was one that stuck out to me and I'm like what the heck so the person was talking about how they like they went to the same secondary school you went to and yes. how you were much lighter back then. That isn't it supposed to be the other way around. <laughs> that you are darker in secondary school, oh, and then you are lighter. After I'm just now. like, what is this? I don't, like, I, don't, I don't know what she, what she thought. I know the comment you're talking about. I don't know what I brought. Maybe I, I apply some charcoal, mix it with my body <laughs> and, and then I maintain my complexion that way. It's just. I was so confused. Yeah. Like, what? And don't they know that, like, people, like, black people can tan? Like, your skin will get darker depending you know, on how, you know. Do you know, and this is, I mean, this is actually a topic that I, I want to make a video on really soon. It's just that it's, it's an idea that I have, but then I have to think about it, then refine it, and then make it something that just, you know, it's easy for me to talk about and then cover all the points I want to. Mm-hmm. And mm. for example, I remember when, when I started, um, okay, for example, now some of the, I, I, I don't get this a lot though, but once or twice I've had people imply, you know, you saw the comments where the girl was saying that I had gotten darker. I had people who would say that I had mm-hmm. gotten darker. Like people who actually know me in person would say that I was, uh, I was, um, I was lighter back in the day that I had tanned up now. And then there are people who legit who don't know me because of the internet say that I had gotten lighter. So I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said I had gotten lighter. And then number one is that they don't understand lighting. Um, because obviously the, the, mm. two, the two when I started my YouTube video, if you see how I used to film in my bedroom that was purple, and then in the other bedroom that was the other bedroom that was brown, this is actually 
actually the the only room I know that I've like this is you know I made the conscious effort to make my room white. You know, mm. lights are ba- like I have lights bouncing off the walls here right now. So like everything is just everything looks brighter generally in my videos now. But to some people, and I remember I've gotten into these arguments, and then when you actually talk, start talking to them, they don't have anything to say again. I remember that there was one that was very very rude. She was like, "Oh, I have changed so much." And when people say I have changed, the one thing that normally points out is that I lost weight, which is true. Mm. I did lose weight if you compare my pictures now to what they used to look like before when I started my channel. And then I was like, "Yeah, I did lose some weight." And she was like, "No, this is not about weight. That what did I do?" And I was like, I, I don't really know what you're talking about. The audacity of people no, 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 to no, demand. No, you don't know the way people talk to wow. talk to us. Just talk to us anyhow. Mm. And then she was so unbelievable. And I was like, mm. I was like, what are you implying that I, I, I you're saying okay, that it's not about what was she not that I had gotten lighter. And I was like, um, so please, eh, the foundation that I am still using now because this is what I this is what automatically shuts them off every single time. Mm. Mm. Do you do you know if you're such an ardent follower and you know me so well? Do you know that since I started this channel in 2013 that I have been an NW45 in Mac till today? <laughs> so why would I bother? Like why no. would I bleach and then I remain an NW45? I will go and tell the person that sold the bleaching cream to me to give me back my money. Right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because you cannot bleach and remain one foundation shade. You know, and it's because mm. they are so eager to just say something, and then the minute you bring that up, and they don't say anything again, and they actually go back and they look at your video and, uh, videos, and they see that you're still using the same foundations that you were using from the very first video that you ever had up on your channel, and they don't know what to say again. Mm. So, <laughs> guys, like, listen, I. I think it's very easy to sit behind a computer screen and people do this all the time on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, yeah. where like you feel so empowered and emboldened yeah. because you're sitting behind a computer yeah. screen yeah. and you don't recognize that the people that you're talking about yeah. actually like human beings are not robots. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> they have, you know, emotions and they have feelings. Um, and so, yes, you have the opportunity to express your thoughts, but be very sensible about the way you say certain things because people are emotional individuals and they feel mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not entitled to anybody's... Yeah. You're not entitled to oh, deadly squads. But the truth is that... Nigeria. A lot of people are also angry. Like, I remember I was even rant, uh, I wasn't ranting shot. I put up a screenshot of a message somebody has sent me. Someone sent me a message on Snap and I replied. And then I was like, she, she, she the person said something that I have, like, you know how you're watching snaps? So yeah, the person hadn't gotten to the part where he had said the thing. And then, you know, they had just seen the first part of the statement that you made. And then they replied saying, oh no, but it's this. And I was like, yeah, I know. Oh my goodness, this person goes off on me. Who do I think I am? Do I think I am relevant? That's why am I what is the attitude? Who <laughs> and she was, she was, it was wrecking. She was, she was, I mean, I was not laughing. I was like, ah. It just dawns on you that some people are genuinely not happy, they are depressed, you know, and they just maybe just come on the internet to take their frustrations and their anger out on other people who, because they honestly don't know how, yeah, I know, got you that angry. You're probably dealing with something else, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, the only thing I want to add is, and Dima, you kind of mentioned this earlier about, you know, beauty coming from within and how that can seem like a cliche and i think the reason why that is is because beauty or how you're perceived 
on you know the spectrum of beauty really affects how you navigate the world mm-hmm. from getting interviews to how you're treated when you go to buy things how you're treated when you want something done um even in class how teachers treat you if you're not perceived as it it, it affects how you you essentially interact with the world and i just mm-hmm. wanted to throw that out there that sometimes it's easy to say like what matters is inside and it's true and all those things are valid but also like recognizing how how our life experiences is are really affected by how people perceive us and you know it's also up to us you know how we react to those things but i just wanted to bring that yeah. up like pretty pretty privilege i think we can like you know encourage people to have self-confidence and you know do things that enable people have self-confidence and we can also like recognize that beauty pretty privilege is a thing because like there are studies Mm -hmm. that show yeah there are studies that show that like job interviews like you know your chances of getting a good job Mm -hmm. rise and fall with how attractive you are and like that is a that's a that's an established thing so every all of us use makeup right at least to some extent yes Mm -hmm. no yes Okay, so mm-hmm. what do you guys, what do you think defines kind of like what what type of makeup that you use? Um, so, I mean, I can go, you can, oh, um, I know for me, like today, for example, like I literally was feeling myself. Like I woke up this morning and I was like, like, do it, just just do it. Mm-hmm. So that is that my mood definitely defines kind of what I'm using. And also for me, what defines what I'm using is YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so like watching videos, whether it's Dimma or Jackie or Patricia, whoever it is, um, is watching these videos. I'm like, oh, okay, I should probably try that because then I know I can trust kind of what they recommend, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can you repeat the question? What influences the makeup I wear or? Yeah. Isn't the type of product or like the style of what the approach you want to do? Is it the- All of the above, okay. all of the above. Okay. okay. Um, hmm. for me, you know, sometimes it's my mood and it depends on where I'm going to as well. If I'm going out partying, you know, that automatically, I want everything to be bold. I want my eyes smoky, stuff like that. Daytime, I tend to, although like, I, I'm not really one to say like, like, honestly, I could do blue lips out, black lips out during the day just because I love makeup. Um, but then when it comes to the type of products that I use, I know that the season you know, the weather, the climate, it affects the type of products that I use. Like, I don't, I tend to stay away from really mattifying things during the hamatan or during the dry season or during winter. Mm. And then, um, and then I try, I try as much as possible to go for things that are really lightweight when the weather is really hot. This is Ife. I am a lazy makeup user. Very, very lazy <laughs> indeed. Same. I hear you. So my day-to-day makeup, the most I do is lipstick. I love my lipstick. So I, I like mm. lipstick is one makeup item that I consistently look for new, you know, colors and splurge on. And um, the only time I really do a full face, and my full face self doesn't even include foundation, it's just like BB cream. Mm-hmm. Or is this CC cream? Because yeah, your yeah, skin is flawless yeah. now. Like, it's just so even, even tone. <laughs> I that can't is. remember the, whether it's BB or CC, but like that's what I use. And uh, yeah, I remember when I was in Unilag, because I, I did like a year and a half in Unilag before I went to 
school um in the u.s and like i always used to have a full face i will have powder i will have eh? me too i came here and became so lazy me too, because i don't know girl because i also for example when i did my undergrad huh, I, I don't think i ever went to one class without makeup on when i did my masters i never wore makeup for one day to class and i remember the day that we had an event at the end when i was after my msc and then the guys were looking at me like who is this was she in our class and i'm like hold up she gotta sit down <laughs> the, truth, the truth is that i guess it also depends on what you have time for you know mm, I, exactly yeah, because when i got to, when i went to the when i got to the uk like i did not have the time i was trying to catch a bus trying to do to do all these things and you know, I don't know, but when I I, I understand what you're saying when you mean like a year and a half, you always did makeup to class. I mm-hmm. I, I can relate because I was like that as well. Yeah, this is Ife and I'm solidly behind Ife. And I think, you know, that was primarily because of um, what I saw growing up. My mom was also the same. She was just very carefree mm. um, when it came to makeup. The only time she used makeup was when she was going to a wedding. That was when she had a full face on, but I rarely saw her with makeup on to the point that like my grandmother would be like yabbing her saying like, I beg, we don't want Ife Iwa to be like you. <laughs> um, so, you know, my aunties and my grandma would try to, you know, influence me in some way. They'll give me their face powder, press powder and foundation that clearly didn't match my skin tone, but trying to put that on me to like plant the seeds. Um, and so for the longest time, I didn't use makeup. And I remember the moment till today, I can't forget. I remember the moment when I decided, okay, I want to start using makeup. I spent like, I dug a hole and just jumped in called YouTube. I just jumped in full force. Like I didn't even ease in. I just I watched every single video on Shirley's um channel. I watched Jackie Ina's videos. I wa- I don't think I watched I think I saw some of Patricia's, but um I oh ah, forget her name. She's dark skinned based in London. Ah. Yes, yes, she mm. because I love I love Shirley, but Shirley's so light skinned. I'm like mm. I can't. <laughs> some of the things that she does, I can't obviously apply to me as much as I would like to. So I would always check out Beauty by JJ, um, and it was later on that I discovered Jackie. Um, but I looked up everything from brushes, and I was like, "Fam, makeup is expensive." Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I use I use my eye to see my ear because mm. <laughs> I was like I had nothing and so um but then so after that I decided I started using makeup but even now like going to work I I don't I don't do that mm. I just I just I just can't yeah. um and it's also because of culture right and if I mentioned this like you know you know like you're using makeup and then it came to states and not any and not so anymore and it's because of the people i like also surround myself with mm. like here in the states people are really lax about well it depends on where you go i want to say like maybe white america <laughs> um, and when i work in a predominantly white area and i went to school in a predominantly white area so most of the times people weren't dressing up for even church people don't even dress even up for church, church. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know. So it's just one of those things, you know, that I eventually started taking on. So if nobody else around me cares how they look and they can show up in sweatpants, why am I now putting on full face? That's so funny. So culture, yeah. So culture also plays into that. But now I rarely do, and if I put on a full face, it's because maybe I'm going out, and even going out, it depends on who I'm going out with, because in that green or where I'm going to. I'd be trying. Um, Yeah, so that's, I think. And then, like if I said, for me, mostly it's like lipstick. That always changes the game for me. If I don't have anything on, at least lipstick. And then followed by my brows. Mm. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, Demai had put up a, a post, actually a video, on YouTube where you were talking about influencer marketing um, and you were trying to explain to people the difference between influencers who had engagement versus like actresses. So can you kind of elaborate on that for those people who haven't watched that video, who should go watch that video after they listen to this? No, it's just basically, to me, I was just trying to get some people and that video was effective to an extent because I know that's, I, I did have people reach out to me after I posted that video. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Um, so um, it's just, bit, I, I feel like anyone who has a basic, like it's so basic, a basic understanding of influencer marketing and how it works should know that not everybody who um, who you consider a celebrity is, is necessarily, like they're not all influencers, especially when you're talking about certain industries, yeah? You know, you're talking about the beauty industry, the beauty community, you know, you're trying to target a particular customer segment. And then because this person has is female, that automatically qualifies her for what you're trying to sell to people. However, so like, you know, you remember the example I gave with them, you bring someone like a beauty blogger, beauty blogger who has 50,000, and then you bring an actress who has 50,000 followers each on Instagram, for example, let's use Instagram. And you, 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 you think that, I don't know how to explain it, they, they assume most of the time that this actress is going to be as effective or have any kind of influence or as much influence on their customer segments as an influencer who actually does reviews, goes on ahead to answer questions, break these things down, uses it, shows like, they, see, a celebrity is not an influencer. You know, I see people. I see people using. I, I see people um, using that word loosely. Now everybody has influencer in their bio, but the fact that you have so many, and I, I, it's the truth. The fact that you have so so amount of followers, and the fact that you you are a celebrity in a particular area, maybe TV. It, that, that does not automatically make you an influencer in a particular industry, and that's what they don't get. Mm. You know, they don't get it now. And and at first I thought it was just me. The reason why I really liked the, the way that video performed was that it actually, the, it had so many comments, like close to 400 comments. And a lot of people who have actually worked with the PR companies here in Nigeria, they, they were really, really vocal about some of the things that they had seen happen in the places where they worked and the people who they worked with. And it's like they don't, they don't want to put any effort whatsoever when it comes to things like this. And then uh, I, I don't know, whatever it is they are doing, the brands are not asking them questions so that the brands are just swallowing everything they tell them, hook, line, and sinker. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a bit annoying, you know. The reason why I made that video was that you would get people constantly asking you 
where they can get brands that you know where they can get um, what you think about this brand go buy this brand what do you think about you keep answering questions about brands directing traffic to them however you see them do events you see them send PR packages out and they just don't act like they see you do you understand? They don't act like they see you and you're doing all this much work for them. However, the people that they are comfortable paying money, the people that they are comfortable paying money, you can't tell me that they are giving them the same result. Because all they do is mm. pull up a post on social media and use a hashtag. That's it. No. That's, that's, that, that, that's all they care about here. It's just a hashtag I'm thinking. Just use this hashtag and that's it. And then mm. these brands really budget a lot of money. They, 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 they set aside a lot of money for these things. There was a particular brand that came up in the conversation there in the comments. And I remember that some of my non-Nigerian friends, because this brand has just come into Africa, and they were doing campaigns, not just in Nigeria, but in Kenya as well, and then some other African countries. And I know that, like, in Kenya, for example, they had been working actively with YouTubers. Do you understand? With mm -hmm. influencers. I remember the first, when after I put that video up, a lot of them contacted me and they were so shocked. Are you telling me that this video that you did for them, that went, did this well, and then people just kept on asking questions about it, you know, that are you telling me that you were not paid for that? I was like, I wasn't paid for that, you know? Nobody pays me to do those kind of things. I, I have worked with brands, but a lot of people were just under the assumption, and a lot of people actually thought as well that a lot of the things I showed on my YouTube were sponsored because it was just an assumption that they made that I was the beauty YouTuber with the highest amount of subscribers. So they all automatically kind of assumed, you know, Mm. that I was getting wow. sponsored, but I was not getting sponsored. And I wanted all of them, all of them to let that, um, know that because people would just call me out. And it, like I said in that video, the reason I did it was people were just not polite. You know the thing we talked about, how people talk? So people just talk to you anyhow. Mm -hmm. You, why don't you want to do mm. this? Is this not your mates doing this? That, that, that. I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow, know how whoa. you handle this, honestly. And I'm like, these people that you're talking, you're, you're bringing up as examples, me, I personally know that they have been paid. You understand? These companies mm. made it their business to provide them with these products. They didn't go up buying it with their money. You guys can't expect mm. me to go buy collections that if I buy everything in it is like hundred thousand naira. Oh wow! And I, I, I don't yeah. even have a problem doing this for any other. Like it could be if it's a brand that is trending and everybody genuinely want, like Fenty Beauty. Everyone is raving about it now. I am going to get Fenty Beauty, and I can spend as much as hundred k on Fenty Beauty to review it. I don't care because Fenty Beauty at the end of the day, I know that. If Fenty Beauty wanted to work with African influencers, at least I would trust them to do their research right and know who they are working mm -hmm. with. But there is one thing for me right. going spending 100k on Fenty Beauty, but then there's this other person here who is working with influencers that people don't even know, giving them all this money, and, and they just mm -hmm. ignore you, and you want me to go spend that amount of money on them, and then at the end of the day, drive business to them still. That's not fair. Right, mm. right. You know? So are you are you saying that people are giving these opportunities to like friends exactly. or like family members? Exactly, right? exactly. You just put it in summary. Because there was even a comment, yeah. a popular comment on that video. She was saying that she had worked with one of the big influencers and handled a lot of the beauty brand. She was like, Dimma, why do you think that when these people do their launches and do their product releases, why is it that you don't see any beauty bloggers there? It's because they take the, the money. It's not, and it's not like these brands are stupid. They do allocate money. They do allocate yeah. money to these people. So, but it's either they hold on to it or they just give it to people who are their friends, people who they, they are in good graces with, people who are their friends. It has nothing to do with numbers. 
It has nothing to do with influence. It's just people who are their friends. That's what they do. So our Nigerian way of doing mago mago and you mm. know shady stuff as even rich. You know, you see these people like they'll be uh, saying, eh, nah, "Buhari, Buhari," like they're talking about president. <laughs> right. But I'm like, this is corruption in the most basic level. Like, like it is. A, this is yeah. this is not politics, but it is a, the same type of corruption that we're seeing in government that you guys are. You know, it's the same thing here. Displaying here. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That is that is so crazy to me. Like I watched that video and I was like, yeah, a lot of people oh. were surprised. The only thing though is that the, the, the only thing that I will advise anybody who knows any brands or who works with brands or whatever is, and the reason why I also did that it was that I wanted to make brands understand the like the importance of due diligence. Do your due diligence. Mm. It's not just about they tell you they need so so and so amount of money or you go and then you say we are putting this amount of money out for marketing i've even heard that some of them go and tell them that it's not nigeria it's not africa they'll do it for free oh uh-uh. ha. see let me tell you here there was this um, i've never told this i'm just talking but then there was this brand hey, exclusive there was this brand that came to nigeria here so they launched a product and um they did a product launch and i went and they invited me, told me, you know, it was all exclusive. They gave me an invite, sent everything, and I, you know, they sent out the invites. I saw the invites they sent to other people. They just sent me a card. I cleared my schedule. I put fuel in my car. I drove all the way to their venue, and I got there. And they, they shared small chops and gave us drinks. And <laughs> then they, they all, they gave us, um, what's it called? They all gave, like, I'm just trying to explain to you because it was small chops and drinks. So, because if, mm-hmm. I, if I went there and they gave me a five- Five courses in five. I don't know. Like, let's at least you said that yeah. I, I ate hundred thousand that day. So with hundred thousand right. naira, I ate. You're expecting something from me? They gave us small chops and drinks. Okay, so um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. So they they um they you know the product that they were launching, they shared it to everybody. You know, which is normal. If you go for a product launch, you're supposed to give the product that you're launching out to people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are attendants. So. They gave it to me and I left. And you know, with excitement, I actually came home and I unboxed it and I sh- shared it on Snapchat and on Insta stories. And I was even not answering questions from people on where to get it, stuff like that. And then my plan was, although this wasn't sponsored, I was just doing this because I genuinely liked the product. Mm. So I got this, um, so I, I was answering questions and then my plan was like if like you know just using it consistently and if i ended up loving it as much as i hoped that i would then i would include it in the favorites video that i had coming up nobody was paying nobody was watching mm-hmm. me i i share things that i love with my people and then the next day i got an email telling me to please post the product that i had been given on instagram Wow, and I was like, okay, and I was like, but on top small chops, and I was like, yes, yeah. so, and I was and like, I, I have already, I, yeah, and I was like, I already did an unboxing on Insta stories, and I was like, and there was no thank you, oh, we saw that, we're grateful, but can you? Mm-hmm. And then the lady that I was talking to, she was nice, you know, she was polite, and I was like, but I already did all of this for you people, but if you insist, if I find the time, I'm going to do it. So she asked me again, I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Only for me to go to my Instagram DMs and somebody else from the doing PR for this same brand. This is a big multinational international brand. It's not a Nigerian brand. In my DMs now goes um um hello the DM DM one like this. Hello Dima, um thank you for coming to our event, blah 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 blah. We are happy that we saw you. Um so um I was just talking to our boss from France all about you. 
like telling him all about you, telling him, you know, about your channel and everything. And then I now showed him your Instagram page. And your boss was not uh, their boss actually. And their boss was not actually um, and their boss was not happy with me because I had not uh -huh. put up a picture of the perfume that they gave me at the event on my Instagram. I didn't pay yeah, salary. Like what? What does mean by happy with you? you like know, as if the you know, signing a like, picture. You know that, I'm so confused. You know that the, you know the perfume I had. Like I had agreed to put it up for the other girl that I had been speaking to. But then after reading that DM, mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm not doing it because I was like, this your boss from France that is angry mm. with me in quotes should tell me <laughs> which influencer in France. Who put the mm. product and promote it on their Instagram? Okay, just because you invited them to an event, you know this mm -hmm. is what this is what yeah. we get here all the time. I don't know, really, it's just crazy. Oh. Um, so I think yeah. it's very important that. So this is Amayo. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But I think it's very important that at least your audience has someone like you. Because it's very easy for, you know, all these people who are trying to get more subscribers and, you know, get out there to post whatever these people tell them to post. Like, oh, you know, um, you know, go for this event, post this. It's like, there's no credibility. Like, what if you don't actually like the product? Like, okay, you know, this new yeah. highlighter, okay, what if it's actually messed up and, you know, it doesn't really pop the wage, that kind of thing. So, yeah, just, I'm just saying, like, it's great that Nigerians have you as a real influencer you know like the real definition of that word it's important as well because i feel like that for anybody who is looking to become an influencer for any brand i always say be careful don't go telling people things because a brand has told mm -hmm. you you know you don't like the products you know you don't agree with it. it's going to come back and bite you in the ass <laughs> and that's the truth uh. no it's it is going to and the truth is that i can give you an idea of how i knew that brands normally they, this is a way that based on some of the videos I have watched and talking to some influencers, I know that they work with some people sometimes, yeah? So what they do is that, let's say a very big brand now, big brand, so what they do is that they have a, a line of product, a range of products, and then they, they, they want to just get people, to, influencers to promote them. So what they do is that they send it to different people. They send it to different people. And then you guys, I always advise, try and reach an agreement with them. Highlight what you actually like and try to suggest strongly that you push what you like because the truth is that you i have oily skin now there are other influencers and that's the reason like the purple evil brands like the guys in america and the week they don't mind this most of the time because they know that for example if jackie has oily skin like they can get jackie to share something that has oily skin with her subscribers there are no other influencers that have dry skin nikki tutorials has dry skin i don't know if i'm making any sense so mm -hmm. the, the fact that something doesn't work for jackie doesn't mean that it is bad but then it is yeah, you're, right. you're better off trying to get someone who it actually works for do the promotion for you mm -hmm. and not get this other person live you know um, don't 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 get this other person to lie just to make every just to make yeah. you guys happy because people are going to call her out especially if we have um subscribers who are really all about like integrity don't lie to us they will call you out i'll be one of those people i can't lie i'm gonna be on there like you said <laughs> but what happened was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for sharing them. Like, You're we welcome. really appreciate you coming and spilling yeah. all the tea. 
on mm-hmm. you know these brands um just a yes or no question whenever nigerian because i know there there are nigerian lines that are coming up now but whenever they do have their launches are they better at like pr stuff than the international yes brands? Is the same surprisingly thing? yes they are. and this is the reason why i really went that's great this is the reason why i really went hard on pr companies because i'm like the indie brands, startups, are, they understand this enough to even be willing to pay. Do you understand? They understand this well enough to send out PR packages. Like in, indie brands that are starting off, Nigerian brands, they understand this well enough to do the right thing. Whereas you guys, I know you guys have budgets that run in millions. Do you, I don't know if I'm making any sense. And you guys have been told yeah. what to do. You guys don't want to do it. You know, that's that's yeah. what pisses a lot of people. And it's not just me. That's what pisses a lot of people off. Because how is a Nigerian brand who's just starting up willing to do this? But then you guys don't want to because you're comfortable holding on to whatever you can hold on to and taking advantage of other people. It's not fair. Uh, it's not fair at all. Wow. Ooh. I have one Good last question oh. for yes. Dima. So um, we've talked about beauty and like makeup, but skincare, uh. what? Because, you know, like... There are some skincare products that may not necessarily work for Nigerian climates, for example. So you talked about, I, I looked on your Instagram and there was this post about um, some Neutrogena products like not being good for for the heat. Then there was something about, like you mentioned just now about like, you know, Hamatan, when it's, when it's drier, you use different. So like, what's your skincare regimen like and what would you advise or what would you recommend to people? Because I know, like Nigerians, while I was in Nigeria, I didn't really use sunscreen, no. And we should mm-hmm. be using sunscreen, for mm-hmm. example. Especially all the people that are bleaching and bleaching all the yes. way from their skin. Exactly. You know? And the thing people again, be having skin cancer. The thing about skincare, mm. hey, hey, is that you know how skincare is with me and, you know, as we're talking, you know, we're all about regimens. We just want to get, just mm. tell us, Nigerians here now, like, because what I use is Nivea body lotion. I know I can't, can't count how many times where people have asked me, "Oh, Dima, what body lotion do you use?" And I say, "Again, they'd be like, no, you a lie." <laughs> they want you to call one one very big, expensive thing, and then, and I'm like, Nigerians don't, they honestly don't know the difference that SPF and mm-hmm. and a lifestyle that doesn't actually require you to be out outdoors all the time. The difference it can mm. like make. If you're someone who has like an even skin tone and you're struggling with hyperpigmentation, me, I have oily skin. I just try to cleanse, treat, and moisturize. This is something I always, I always have these three steps in all my skincare routine videos. Um, I cleanse my skin and I treat to just to prevent breakouts and treat existing ones. I get them randomly, and then I moisturize because moisturizing is key. The fact that you have oily skin, that doesn't mean you shouldn't moisturize because people who have oily skin. You actually produce more oil when you use things that dry your skin out because your your skin actually believes that you're not mm. hydrated. Mm, and yeah, it tries to compensate right. by producing more oil because you're not hydrated. So try as much as don't skip moisturizer. Use moisturizer all the time. And SPF is really important. The truth is that I'm not gonna lie to you. And most of us that are well off here in Nigeria, a lot of us don't have like uh, a lifestyle that that requires us to be outdoors mm-hmm. all the time because of the heat and the sun and that's actually the reason why a lot of us they are actually you know a lot of people can actually get by not using sunscreen because they are hardly ever outside you know you go from your car to the house and then if you want to exercise you go to the gym where there is ac people just don't walk around here if they have a car mm-hmm. but if you if you're someone who has a very like um you, you're outdoors all the time 
use um, a moisturizer that has SPF, use a body lotion that has SPF. And even if your moisturizer doesn't have SPF, try to get makeup that has SPF. A lot of foundations have SPF in them. So use foundation that have SPF, use um, powders that have SPF in them. It helps. It helps. And aside from the skin cancer bits, you will be surprised what SPF will do for your skin when it comes to hyperpigmentation. Because the sun makes your spots darker, it makes the dark areas darker. Something that blocks out the UV, the UV rays, it just prevents the sun from getting to it. And you see your spot, your dark, the dark um, uneven parts will clear up if you use SPF. It helps. Awesome. You guys didn't mind give us that for real. <laughs> After she has already talked about people expecting things for free, we're thankful <laughs> for these gems <laughs> that you dropped. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, guys, we've kind of like pushed the envelope on this episode with time. Um, but just to wrap up, we normally do um, what we're listening to, watching, or reading. So, if you guys want to let the people know what you're what you're up to, I used to. Uh, everybody watches Game of Thrones. So um, I watched Game of Thrones, but it's ended, and I, my heart broke a little when it did. I was on YouTube constantly watching every Jon Snow and Daenerys theory you can think of, but then okay. Game of Thrones, we're done with that. I'm just waiting for Stranger Things to come to come back on. I love Stranger Things, yes. And then mm-hmm, me too. You love it, right? I love it as well. I love it. I love it. And then these are the only TV shows that I'm actually watching at the moment. And then I am currently reading Maya Angelou's um, "I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings" right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really trying to get into because I, I read a lot of African literature, but then I'm trying to get into African American literature as well. And I was like, mm. the best person to start with is Maya. So yeah, I started with Maya. Yeah, you should check out our friend, friend of the podcast. Um, her her book blog, yeah. Oh, she has a book blog called African Book Addict. I believe is her blog. She reviews African. She reviews Mm -hmm. addict. So she reviews um, a lot of books by people of the African diaspora. Yeah. So like African Americans, African mm-hmm. Caribbean writers. Oh, okay. So she does that. And Afrida Afrida too is another great source for Yeah, it's like an online literary platform that highlights um emerging writers from African the diaspora. So it's kind of yeah. like Brittle Paper, which is another literary platform that um features, you know, um uh, new and upcoming writers uh, from the continent yeah and, and if you're into podcasts mostly lit is a book podcast so they like talk about they read books talk about the themes in the book and like ties to pop culture and stuff so that's another good like literary mm-hmm. um and if he has media. a book <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> 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 well own. most of my books stuff is on instagram the website is called ifeyoirinze.com yes y'all i don't know if you, did you already tell the people ify about this i think this is the first time hey, she's gosh. mentioning it though. my hey. goodness wow you guys my are God. stop guys <laughs> <laughs> let it be known yeah, and follow oh, Ifeiwa on Goodreads. She, I think that's that's where she has most of her um, book okay. commentary right okay. now. Uh, so this is Amayo. Um, I finally started watching Insecure this past week. 
Glory. Hey, yeah. let's come. I feel like there. everybody I know. <laughs> but she got here. She got here. I think everybody I know has been waiting for me to start this show. I mean, to be honest, the first episode wasn't that like. It was okay. Yeah, I was. I wasn't really. I didn't really get the hype. Like, why is everybody into the insecure like this? And I just watched the episode uh-huh. where she cheated on her boyfriend, and there was that clip where he like hits uh-huh. her, <laughs> but then it's just a joke. Like that's not that didn't really happen. And I was like, oh okay, well that, that kind of shook me a bit, but <laughs> I guess that wasn't real. Okay, so yeah, it's insecure. It's good. It's good. I love Isari. She's just that, just so awkward, and then sometimes I can't relate. And then I'm also listening to uh, for some reason this song I've been talking about for a very long time. I think it's my favorite song at the moment it's called lost boy by ruth b it's an old song but i don't know the lyrics are just so magical and i can i, I just I, yeah i can't relate and i um i i'm almost done watching breaking bad i took a break because family visited and people were in my house and i was doing stuff so it kind of fell by the wayside but i'm almost done with the Breaking Bad show. I know that one. I'm a super late comer. Um, it's 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 really good, but it's one of those shows that it's it's slow to build, and if you fall off, it's hard to get. It doesn't. Yeah, it's hard to get back on. But it's really the character development. It's the most. Um, powerful thing about the show just how the protagonist goes from being this like unassuming chemistry teacher to being this mastermind so with that the show does a really great job with developing the characters over time so that i love and then i recently started watching power Um, that's another show i'm late to um so watching power and guys i i'm hooked but i'm kind of upset about certain things (laughs) Why are you laughing? (laughs) I mean, I'm just over. I just, I, I have so many critiques, and I feel like Memko is the perfect person to talk to about this because she's like the number one fan. But the character development, I feel like, is not as on point going from Breaking Bad to Power because Ghost, and you know, I'm only on season two, but they keep saying he's supposed to be this person that they haven't shown us he He is. is. Mm -hmm. So I don't really understand everybody's everybody's concern about oh he's changed it's like to me he hasn't changed like i haven't seen the change Mm -hmm. and then his relationship with the girl he went to high school with i completely hate that um because his wife is just right there dutiful and loyal and (laughs) it's just so upsetting and it's one of those things that also put well i just i was also like it would be so nice to see a black couple on screen that is just healthy, doing healthy, well. healthy, healthy relationship. <laughs> that is healthy. <laughs> that yeah. is healthy. And I felt like with power, that's something that could have easily been part of... It could have easily happened and the, the show would still be on point. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just felt like... So that's what I'm wrestling with. 50 Cent is amazing. He's convinced me that he's evil and I'm buying it. <laughs> he's such a great actor. So anyway, so that's about what I'm watching. I'm reading... I just finished reading... Um, Junior Diaz's um, The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. So now I can proudly proclaim to be the number one fan of Junior Diaz because I've, this was like the one book I hadn't read yet. So I had read everything else and it's a really great book. So um, yeah, that's 
that's it this is Ife. I just finished reading. I, you know, you guys. You know, I love my romance. My romance novels. Yes, tell me. Just, yes. <laughs> wow. Everybody's like, yes. No, no, so, no, I, I just no, because the truth is, I read all these things now. But then I started because telling me when I was growing up, let's say early teens, that I would ever start a book and finish it, I would you like I would not believe you. But then I actually got into mm. reading through romance. Because I was in secondary yeah. school, my mm. mom had some of her like old copies that she had when she was still in secondary school. Like she had them stored somewhere till I came across her stash, and that was how I started reading. Like you know, and to me, it wasn't like uh, you know when you say like whenever you talk about reading romance, all people are like, oh, you're dirty, oh, you're nasty. <laughs> the thing about romance novels to me is um, the thing about romance novels for me is that like when I am bad, like when I'm sad or frustrated or whatever, like they're like, because. You're always guaranteed a happy ending. Mm. <laughs> That's the truth. Like you're always guaranteed a happy ending. Nobody's going to die. They're not going to chop anybody's head off. Uh, <laughs> like you're just always yeah. guaranteed um, a happy ending, and that's the reason why people tend to call it feel good books because they just it's just generally yeah. positive emotions that you feel from the beginning of it to the end. It's always a good ending. Mm-hmm. So unless you mm-hmm. unless that book and, is and, yeah, and so I love. <laughs> <laughs> I was the biggest fan of Daniel Steele. Oh my god. (laughs) If he was. If he was. Um, Okay, yeah. Okay. So, talking about my. I just finished reading a book by Alicia Cole called An Extraordinary Union. So, it is set in um, the US in the Civil War era. And it's, you know, about slavery and the, the protagonists are two spies for the union. So they're trying to, you know, gather information behind enemy lines being in the South that will help the, the, the North, the union win the civil war. And the protagonist, uh, a, a black free woman who, who, who was freed, um, and she's very brilliant. She has like a brilliant mind. She can retain facts and she's a detective. But she's a spy she's a spy and her she met you know some other guy who's also a detective and what i really like about the story is that it deals with the complexity of an interracial romance in that era deals with heavy material about like really unpacking what that what it means to kind of be in a supposed relationship or like you know how do you come into a relationship as equal partners when there's all that baggage surrounding mm-hmm. you and how do you like yeah so it's a really good book so i i, I recommend it even i have been revisiting pink pink's discography Ooh, so I, yes. I remember i really really loved pink um okay. in high school and she is her her new album is coming up so in preparation for that i've been revisiting her discography mm-hmm. and you know jamming out to to the hits the pink hits mm-hmm. and um also listening to um i have this like couple of gospel albums is it will you call them gospel i feel like gospel when you say gospel you think black like christian music yeah which i already have my feelings about that but whatever yeah so <laughs> so i mean i have i have like some christian music on rotation anyway so um house fires is really great yes! I have House Fires on rotation. I have Elevation. No, is it Elevation Music? Worship Central. Worship Central is really great. I think they're even like my churches. They're affiliated with my church. I go to HTB mm-hmm. um, in London. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mercy Road Worship Central is great. And I have also been listening to um, Hello Maker by Bright City. 
that's really good too so those are my like three like whenever i'm getting ready in the morning i just like put that on and it just like gets me it gives me vim and motivation for the day and just like yeah so cool awesome that's it, right? Okay, Yeka over here. Um, as you know, school is in session, so the only thing I'm reading are students' lab reports and my notes. Uh, so there's that. But as far as listening, though, I'm listening to Wana Wana's um, spoken word album. Um, oh, Wana Wana Udo, is it Udo Bang, right? I don't think that's the Udo Bang, listen, you guys. And I was like, today I'm going to end this episode with my favorite lines from this poem called catfish um so anyway one one is nigerian and so she does everything from like um interview like she's a journalist and then she writes spoken word and she's really good so um my favorite one so far is called catfish and she literally says and i've been quoting this for days now you will not be catfish point and kill they will not choose you like they chose me this is insert snap job <laughs> so yeah so that's what i'm listening to um but once again thank you so much dimma for joining us on this episode yes. sorry guys it's a tad longer than usual um but we really appreciated it appreciated you coming on um to just spill tea tell us your truths and just give us gems that people um our listeners can take up and run with as they you know venture into youtube or whatever other social media platform that there is um mm. so yeah thank guys thanks for listening thanks and for having make sure you go me follow yeah go follow dima dima do you want to tell them all your social media information uh, i am dima me pretty much everywhere dima me on instagram dima me on twitter dima me um on youtube and then on facebook i am that emoji and then you can also find yes. me as that Igbo chick on Instagram. You can key in Dimmaume or that Igbo chick. My account is going to come up in the news. So, yeah. Cool. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for listening, guys. Yes. Thanks for having we'll me. We'll see you yeah. some other time. Bye, right. yes. Bye guys. Bye.